Hey there, Frontlines listeners. This is Mike letting you know about this week's sponsor, Audible.com. Head over to audiblepodcast.com slash clonewars to download your free audiobook. Choose from over 60,000 titles, including a wide array of Star Wars and Clone Wars audiobooks. So head over to audiblepodcast.com slash clonewars to start your free trial today. Hey, Star Wars fans, welcome to the 44th episode of Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast for the episode Zillow Beast Strikes Back. And of course, I am Matt, your co-host, and joining me as always, the creator of Frontlines, the ultimate Clone Wars podcast power in the universe. Yes, it is our host. Michael Cohen, the Grand Moff, Grand Moff Cohen. What's going on, brother? <laughs> Grand Moff Cohen. <laughs> wow. Hey, you know, every time I do these intros, I got to do something crazy. Yeah, give me something. <laughs> wow, that was uh, that was quite the intro. That's uh, yeah. And these guys, they're wondering like, how come I never do an intro like that for you? And it's just because I'm lazy. I know that's just my thing. We talked about it last week, and I was like, it was my turn to do the intro, and. Uh, and I was like, yeah, you're not getting anything special. Nothing fancy. <laughs> I do it the way I do it. That's hey, the way. Good. It's how it's written in the re- in the in the rundown. It's uh it's how I say it. It's just that's, what I do. That's what he does. That's <laughs> but uh, but I do appreciate it when you give me the the nice <laughs> the nice intro. Yeah. So we're coming back with the second part here and uh, we just talked briefly before we started and it looks like we might have a difference of opinion on this this episode, but uh, I guess we'll find out, huh? I guess we will. Okay. So, first of all, though, we will get to some news. All wings report in. Red 10 standing by. Red 7 standing by. Red 3 standing by. Red 6 standing by. Red 9 standing by. Red 2 standing by. Red 11 standing by. Red 5 standing by. I like the sound of that. What are you talking about? So, what I told you was true. From a certain point of view, everything is proceeding as I have foreseen. Any bother must die to bring us this information. Alrighty then, let's get into the Empire Gives Back. So here we go, Mike. Commemorating the 30th anniversary of The Empire Strikes Back, Lucasfilm Limited is launching a year-long campaign to raise much-needed funds for a brave alliance of worthy charities. To celebrate the 30th anniversary of The Empire Strikes Back, Lucasfilm is planning a year-long charity campaign that kicks off on May 19th 
with the hottest fanboy ticket of the year. A one-night-only digital screening of the 1980 Star Wars sequel at the Archlight Hollywood and an on-stage Q&A with Harrison Ford. So this is going to help the same uh, Un- freaking believable <laughs> You said it. There it is. Un-freaking believable Harrison Ford is actually having something to do with Star Wars. I know. It's the end of days. Like, like yeah. everybody, you know, head between your legs, hide under your desk because yeah. it's all coming to an end. Is it 2012 already? What's going on here? <laughs> you know, it's, it's, that was the two things that I was going to point out. Well, there's two things in this, in this article. One, Harrison Ford is actually involved in something that's Star Wars related and actually going to do a Q&A. And you know all the Q&A is going to be about Star Wars, so I hope he yeah. knows that. You know, they're not going to be asking <laughs> about extraordinary measures or anything like that. Or firewall. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, when you were when you were uh, filming Hollywood Homicide with Josh Hartnett, uh, no, no. <laughs> exactly. No. What was it like to kiss Carrie Fisher before she got kind of scary? <laughs> yeah. Well, she was wearing the metal bikini. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, what was so, that like? Yeah, that's what the questions are going to be like. It's gonna be like. Yeah. So I mean, this are is you, are be you cool. and Billy D. Williams actually friends? Yeah. No, no. <laughs> they're not. Just to let people know, no, they're not. <laughs> yeah, and you know, it's, I guess this thing is actually premiering today, if I remember right, somewhere uh, in the, um, God, where was it premiering? It's some. It's not in America, but it's it's premiering somewhere else overseas. And uh, like you said, the first thing is Harrison Ford is involved. The second thing that caught my attention was uh, the one night only digital screening. Now, is this a high definition screening? I don't know. I haven't. I would try to find some information on it. And I don't know what's going on. It says one night only digital screening. So it had me thinking. you know, is it just a digital theater or is this a high definition screening? So maybe we'll find out here very shortly of someone who's gone to this thing and maybe they can shed some light on what's going on with this. That was another thing that, like I said, I wanted to find out. So I don't know, you know, digital screening, that'd be nice. That's interesting. Talk about well, uh, cool. we know that we know that it's high def, that they've done the high def transfer because they did a high def transfer specifically for star wars in concert and that in the american tour it included yoda as cg in episode one yes exactly right so yes you know i i was watching the making of star wars in concert the other day with my girlfriend and uh and and i went off on a tirade that we're clearly going to get uh star wars blu-rays by the end of the year probably by christmas but in, I, I really think we're going to get an announcement at C5. And, uh, and, and you and I will be there to, uh, to report on that if it does happen. But I think that we're going to get an announcement at C5 that Star Wars is coming to Blu-ray. Well, did you, speaking of the Blu-rays, C2E2 is going on. Well, just finished. Now, there was Steve Sansu was there and said, mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw the, the article, that Blu-ray, he did confirm Blu-rays are coming. But the the thing was, the thing was, it's just like everything else they do and and a lot of things that Steve Sansweet is involved in. He said, they're coming, and I I have to paraphrase it, he said, uh, they didn't give a time frame. So it's like, yeah, well, we know they're coming, okay? We want to know, give us a a time frame. 
you know? Yeah. And yeah. He, did, he didn't really shed any light on a, on a good time frame. So, you know, if it's this year or the end of this year, that would be sweet. And, uh, you know. I'll have oh, to, they're coming this year, dude. You think they're you're going to, that's the prediction. You're, you're calling it out right now, right? I think that's why there's a C5 this year. What, what else? Why yeah. else? We're going into the third year of the Clone Wars. Yeah. Like what? What's special about that? I think like we, the last celebration that we had was in Japan, and it coincided directly with the launch of the Clone Wars, with the movie and the TV series. Okay. This year, we're having a a, a celebration to coincide with, uh, with the launch of the Blu-rays. I'm I'm fairly certain that they'll be out by September. That they'll be out in September around the same time that the the DVDs came out. And uh, and and I, I I hope I pray and I, I uh, would be willing to bet small amounts of money, but not large amounts of money, that we might even be able to purchase them at C five. C five. That those wow. of us at C five might be able to get our hands on them before everybody else. That's pretty huge. Um, I you know like why else would they have a C five? I also think they're probably going to announce something for the live action series. We're going to get an episode probably of this new uh, animated series or or at least a trailer. The first footage will be released yeah. at C4. Um, and, and we're going to get news about the live action series for sure. Okay. But uh, but Blu-rays, it's it's in the bag. We're, we're getting it. There it is, folks. Mike's calling it right now. I yeah. hope you're right, too. I'm not going to make that bet. <laughs> Um, so the next little story we have, I just found this, uh, I think it was yesterday I was looking around and I noticed this and it, and it is called Star Wars Uncut and you can find it at starwarsuncut.com. And I went to this site months ago and I did, I guess I kind of overlooked it. And what it is, is, um, about 472 people had the chance to recreate Star Wars A New Hope. And what they did was they were able to pick a 15 second clip of the movie, uh, film the scene any way they wanted to, and then you upload it to the website, and then they're going to cut all the footage together and make a movie. Now, there's a trailer out right now. Uh, it's a few minutes long, and it's really cool. I mean, it, it goes from... It's unbelievable. It goes so the, everywhere, the Escape yeah. from the Death Star. Yes, uh, yes. Got, and it is so good, and yeah. this is going to be so awesome when they make this available for people to watch. For, for people to uh, to purchase. And when this goes up for DVD sale, uh, I, I will be picking up a copy for sure. Because oh, yeah, yeah. it's just, it's such a great project. And you know what? I, I regret not getting involved with it and having something to do with it and uh, and putting something in it. So if they do Empire, uh, you can guarantee that I'll be doing a scene from Empire. Probably, yes. probably more than one. But yeah. Well, I, I thought the same thing is because, uh, like I said, I went months ago. I went to this, and I, I guess I didn't get what was going on because when you're looking at it, you go, "Man, I could have done something." And, and it's anything, you know. You yeah. could have done Legos. People were doing Legos, and it was a really cool scene with the Legos. And they cut to, you know, a live action people in their kitchen doing dialogue. So it was really neat. And actually, this is the th this is the the thing that premieres tonight. I misspoke earlier when I was talking about the. Uh, the Empire Strikes Back. This is what premieres actually tonight, April nineteenth, in Copenhagen. Uh, they're actually going to show the whole the whole uh, movie cut together. So, yeah. but you can see the trailer on uh, line right now. It's it's really neat. 
so check that out if you haven't seen it. Yeah, uh, one other thing, I was just I'm browsing the internets while we're doing this recording, and uh, and the Force.net's actually got some uh, some pictures of some exclusive C5 shirts. Oh right. Uh, that that are that are on display at, at C2E2, and uh, man, there is one set of uh, th- these two shirts that just look awesome. One has a picture of Princess Leia. And uh, it's sort of in like a heart background, and she's saying "I love you." And then there's another one upon Solo, and his is saying "I know," and uh, and I, I I'm thinking that I might have to get myself uh, a set of those shirts one for one for my girlfriend and one for me. Exactly. So that she can wear the "I love you" and I can wear the "I know." We Perfect. Wear them together and be totally geeks. <laughs> oh no, of course not. Uh, well, hey, you brought it up there, shirts. So I guess we're into collecting. And oh, did we just go into collecting news? Let's just go right into it, man. Let's do let's, it. Let's jump over. Jump over there, and I guess you want to. Uh, well, go ahead, Mike. You want to talk about our t-shirts? Yes, uh, our t-shirts, the t-shirts that I designed uh, like a year ago. They are uh, they're they're printed. They are ready to go. They are. Uh, Matt's got them in his hands. I've got my shirt. He's got his. We have uh, plenty to sell, um, and uh, and they're going to be going up for sale in the next couple days once we get the uh, the PayPal thing figured out. So, more than likely, by the time that you listen to this podcast, they will be up for sale. I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. On the website, so it'll be really simple to get to it. Just go to our website, CloneWarsPodcast.com, and uh, and up at the top. Uh, with the navigation, you'll see home, about, and right in the middle there is store. And if you click on store, you will see uh, you'll see not only the shirt that we are selling right now, which is uh, the the uh, faster, more intense in blue, um, but you will see what the next shirt's going to be when we get them printed. And uh, and you know what? Here's the incentive: you guys have to we have to sell out of this first shirt. And, uh, and you'll get two things. You will get the, the new shirt, which is titled Rogue, and you will get another shirt uh, in the faster, more intense line. Uh, we'll, we'll do the next color, which I think the next color that people voted for was red. So uh, right. So plenty of incentive for everybody to get on there and buy them. We did a very limited number of shirts. Yes. And once they're gone, they're gone. Like once the blue is gone, it's gone, and there's not going to be another opportunity to get. Um, and they are they're very cheap. So uh, what what were we going to price them at? We're going to price them at at, at fifteen dollars or twenty dollars. Um, sh- I don't know. It was up to you, really. Uh, you're the you're the one doing the shipping. So um, I was think I, I think that they're going to be fifteen dollars for good. for uh, local. I. Uh, Yes. Local meaning anybody within uh, continental North America, um, and then twenty dollars outside of uh, of of North America. So yes, um, we will get that all figured out on the website so that you can select where you are and and what kind of shipping you need, and uh, and and purchase the shirts because uh, I know we have a lot of international people who are on other continents other sides of the world but uh you know like five to ten dollar shipping for a t-shirt like this is actually incredibly good shipping um and it keeps i mean you couldn't you couldn't walk into a store 
and and get this shirt for fifteen dollars. I don't think so. Um, yeah. So pretty good price. We finally managed to to do it in a way that we could uh, keep the cost down. That is all thanks to our good friend and Frontline's yes. listener, JC from NH. Yeah. Uh, so, JC, thank you very much. This is the shout-out that you've been waiting for. Uh, he's been saying, oh, I hope I get a shout-out for doing the T-shirts. <laughs> and, uh, and here it is. Here it Damn. is. And you know what? You know what's going to be better than that is uh, once the season has wrapped up, which we've only got one week left, uh, we'll be doing a huge, probably uh, extravaganza episode for the season finale for the two-parter, uh, which airs next week. And after that, we're actually going to have some people on. We're going to have James come on, uh, JC. Yeah. Um, and uh, and we're going to have Steve back on, who Steve hasn't been on in a while. Yeah. And uh, and we're and we're going to see if Tom wants to come back on. He said that he would come back on in the future. Yeah. And uh, and we'll see who else we can get. And and in the lead up to Celebration Five, hopefully we can get uh, some people in here. I mean, you you talk to. Uh, Kyle Newman, yeah. To Kyle Newman, yeah. So hopefully we can get him in here, and uh, and maybe we can uh, we can even get his wife in here to talk about some fun oh, wars. Oh yeah, that'd be as well. Yeah. Um and uh, and just get get the ball rolling on that stuff. Get some people talking some Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, and and we will have summer episodes this year. I promise. I promise because Matt will make sure that Don't we worry. have summer right Matt I'll keep them on task folks don't worry yeah yeah so uh <laughs> so yeah you know what about the shirts real quick uh it's hard to get a get a view or to get a well I mean you can see the shirts on the website but yeah they're a they're a vintage style shirt so uh like myself I wear an extra large I'm around six to around 200 pounds so just kind of use that as a reference um and like Mike said, we have a very limited supply of these. So we're talking, yeah. I don't know if you want me to give them the, the numbers here, the breakdown. Of yeah, the yeah, let's give them the numbers. Okay, so we got uh, five extra they're large, gone, five extra large, 10 large, 11 medium, and five small. So like I said, you guys, extra large fits me. That's that's kind of my, my height and weight there. And you know, I'm, I'm a small, so... <laughs> So we, we sort of run the gamut, but on this on the the lower the lower quantity. So if you're a small, uh, then uh, then then yeah. you better get your shirt post haste because once once like I said once they're gone they're gone. Yeah. Uh, these other shirts might be a different different scenario, but with any of the faster more intense ones, they're all limited. Um, the other shirts that we're doing, Rogue, which you guys will jump online and you'll see. Uh, we will we'll, once we've got those printed. We'll actually probably just continue printing them as long as they sell. Um, but yeah, uh, with the faster, more intense shirts, you you gotta you gotta get them while they're there. And, and these are. Go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry. Uh, I was gonna say uh, the shirts are are not like a standard uh, thick cotton shirt either. So this is no. gonna be something really cool to wear in Orlando because it's gonna keep you cool. And, yeah, uh, they're they're uh, they're a nice thin. It's a hundred percent cotton, uh, cotton, but they're a thinner. Yeah, yeah, and they're they're kind of uh, that you know what they're a little bit stretchy. So uh, those of you and they 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 fit kind of tight. So those of you who are a small normally might be a medium. Um, yes. Because I know my small fits fairly tight, but that's probably because I need to lose a bit of weight. 
Um, <laughs> I could probably stand to lose 10 pounds. No, you just look buff in it. Showing yeah. off the guns. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, keep that in mind when uh, when you're choosing your size. Uh, but, yeah, uh, the very limited shirts. Um, we will be doing uh, more shirts than the ones that are gonna, that are shown on the website right now. Uh, right now, it's just got the faster, more intense, and then the rogue shirt uh, up. But we're going to be doing an exclusive one for C5. For those of you who are going to C5, this one's going to be special order only. So I uh, yeah. once once I get the design done, which I'm just working on right now, um, those are going to go up for sale probably in the next month or two. And uh, and those are going to be specifically for C5. The idea behind it is that uh, what we're going to do is these shirts will be very easy to spot. So on the first day of the convention, if you're going to be there, or we'll, we'll figure out who's going to be at the convention and what day we want to do this, everybody's going to wear their, their frontline C5 shirts all at once. And, uh, and that way we can all meet up in one spot and uh, and trust me, it's gonna it'll be it'll be cool. We'll have well our meetup. We'll all be wearing the same T-shirts. Um, you'll be able to spot other Frontlines listeners from across the entire show floor, <laughs> and all that sort of thing. And uh, and what's more is that we will be able to spread the word about Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast, and and get more people listening. So uh, so the T-shirts, actually, I'll just let you guys know what they're gonna look like right now. These this new design is pretty much gonna be a white T-shirt. And uh, it's just going to have the clone T-Visor, like the Episode 2 clone T-Visor, on the front of it. And then on the back, it'll have a special Frontline Celebration 5 logo. And, uh, and every T-shirt will come with, uh, with 10 uh, little, little handouts that you can carry around with you that if somebody asks you where you got the T-shirt... You can hand it to them and say, you know, this is a T-shirt from Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast, and that way you guys can get out there and you can, uh, you can spread the word and, and make us the most popular Clone Wars podcast on the internet. Yes, uh, which you guys are an awesome, awesome group of listeners, and I'm sure you'll be more than happy to do that. So those ones are going to be special orders, so that there aren't any extras. Uh, there are only as many shirts as as uh, people who need them people who are going to C5. So they will be incredibly limited edition. Yeah. With these other, with faster, more intense ones, they're somewhat limited uh, to the numbers, but but these ones are going to be like special order, uh, made to fit. So, so yeah. yeah. Uh, keep your eyes on the podcast for that. I'll probably have that design done within the next few weeks, and then we can worry about ordering them and all that sort of thing. So, uh, cool. so yeah, that's all our news on t-shirts, on the t-shirt front. And you know what, guys? If if the T-shirts sell really well, and if you guys show your support that way, we will uh, we'll start doing other stuff as well. Like we'll do mouse pads, all that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, I have a few more T-shirt designs in my back pocket. Uh, Rogue is the first in a series of three shirts, so people can start getting excited about what the next two will be. Um, so yeah. Good design. Cool design. A lot, a lot of stuff coming up yeah. for everybody. so keep your eyes on clonewarspodcast.com hopefully sooner or later i'm going to be able to revamp the website because it definitely needs it it's uh it's it's getting kind of old i know a lot of people <laughs> like it the way it is but uh but hey. i don't <laughs> hey change is always good keep it fresh yeah 
Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna try and revamp it, but uh, yeah, I'm a busy guy. Yeah, it's all right. No pressure. Oh, yeah. So uh, so that's our collecting news. Was that enough collecting news? I think. Yeah, we, there's not much else going on. Um, so uh, I guess with that, we can head on over to our recap. You fought in the Clone Wars. Yes, I was once a Jedi Knight, the same as your father. My name's Rex. She'll call me Captain or Sir. I make the rules now. I'm Ahsoka Tano. Jedi scum. For 800 years have I trained Jedi. Yahoo! Alrighty, Goonie. Here we go with the Zillow Beast Strikes Back. An enormous transport touches down in an embarkation zone on Coruscant near the Monolithic Republic Science and Technical Center. Heavily armed clone troops serve as security as a slumbering Zillow Beast is carted from the ship. Arriving by gunship are Mace Windu and Anakin Skywalker, who convene with Ch Chancellor Palpatine. Windu once again voices his reservations about the Beast's presence on the capital, but the Chancellor insists it is a chance to uncover a technological edge that could end the war. Mace turns over stewardship of the creature to Dr. Sionvir Bowl. And, you know, as this uh, episode starts, uh, Mike, uh, Mace is there, Anakin's there, and we get to see uh, Palpatine, and it's really, this thing starts off with this tension with Palpatine right from the start. Yeah. You know, you, as soon as Mace opens his mouth, Palpatine turns and looks, and he has a scowl on his face, and it kind of sets the tone for what's going on. And, you know, Mace even sort of takes a look at, at Palpatine a couple of times, like, yes, what's going on here? So, um, with the knowledge that, that the series is still jumping around in the timeline all over the place, uh, I would place this pretty close to Episode 3. And I think what's coming out of this I think last week I said something about the armor having to do with Vader's armor. Mm -hmm. I think that this might have to do with the Phase Two armor. I think that that might be where this this storyline is going. Yeah. Um, okay. I mean, we we are going to see the Zillow Beast again. You can rest assured of that. Yeah. Uh, with the end of the episode, um, we'll get to that later. But yeah, but I think I think that's where this is going. Is that is that this is going into the uh, the Phase Two armor. Um, and uh, and the reason for switching over, yeah, to new armor. If we get that, so so I would place this closer to episode three than maybe some of the other episodes that we've seen. So Mace is starting to get an idea that there might be something going on with Palpatine, which just sort of lends to the idea that they want to spy on him. Um, it's the first time we're going to get to it in a little bit that that they ask him to take a look. At, at Palpatine and to for Anakin to take a look at Palpatine and to use his relationship with him. Right. Um, you start to see a little bit of that and Anakin's uh, not wanting to do it and being pretty pretty upset. So, so uh, yeah, uh, definitely a great character episode um, as well as a lot of action. Uh, right. there, there was a lot that was moving the story forward in the greater schemes of uh, greater scheme of Star Wars. Right, but uh, but we'll get to my issues. Well, yeah, there's. <laughs> I got some issues. We'll. Com I want to comment on something you brought up towards the end of this episode, but uh, you know, obviously, Mace and 
you know, Palpatine don't see eye to eye. Mm-hmm. And here's the doctor. She's entrusted to take care of this thing from Mace Windu. Mace leaves, and then Palpatine says, hey, no, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. So this is going to build up as, as we go along here, but uh, I just wanted to mention that. Okay, so I will continue. Uh, later, within the Jedi Council chambers, Mace commiserates with Obi-Wan Kenobi about the Chancellor's reckless plans. Obi-Wan has an idea as to how to convince Palpatine of the threat posed by the Zillow Beast. Within the hangar-like space of the Science Center, the Zillow Beast is contained by force fields and girder-like structures while Dr. Bull supervises its examination. Worker and medical droids poke around its hardened scale plates. Chancellor Palpatine visits the doctor, checking on her progress. Dr. Bull fears the only way to properly extract a scale sample uh, would be to kill the beast, but she is reluctant to do so, suspecting the rare Zillow may uh, in fact be intelligent. Palpatine implores her to continue, suggesting that she uses malastarian fuel to weaken the Zillow. Palpatine threatens that if Dr. Bull cannot kill the beast, she will be replaced by someone who can. The Zillow Beast seems to recognize the malice in Palpatine. So before you uh, go on, some really some, some good stuff going on here for me. First of all, last episode we got the Godzilla thing. Here for me, it turned to King Kong, obviously. Yeah, um, yeah. With them locked up. And we have a scene where uh, Palpatine says, you know, it's just an animal. And all of a sudden, the Zillow Beast growls and looks. And again, this may be, this is kind of foreshadowing what's going to happen during this episode. Yeah. That, you know, this is not just a dumb animal. This is an intelligent animal. And we're going to see the intelligence kind of come out and play out through the rest of this episode. And then actually right before this started, uh, we get Mace and Obi-Wan. They're talking. And this kind of goes into what we just spoke of earlier, how Mace, maybe this happened towards episode three. And Mace and Obi-Wan are like, there's no way we're going to get anywhere with uh, Palpatine. What are we going to do? Let's go tell Anakin. Let's get him to do it, you know. Um, So I wanted to point that out, too. uh, Yeah. Yeah, I think this this is the beginning of that plan to use Anakin to their advantage. Like, like this is them saying, like, let's use Anakin to get close to the Chancellor and see if we can figure out what's going on with him because he seems to be prolonging the war. Every time he says that he's going to do something to end the war, all it ends up doing is making it longer. And and so it just... This leans towards that that way of thinking for them. Yeah. Um, and then the Zillow Beast being intelligent, I think, was a really good turn. Um, that just because the creature's so large and uh, and doesn't speak basic, that uh, that it that it's stupid, but uh, but they want to show that it that it there's a possibility that this thing could be intelligent, which is something that was that was uh, hinted at in the Godzilla movies and uh, and definitely in King Kong, yes. that uh, that these monsters are intelligent in some fashion. So. Um, that is very interesting to me. The, the the fact that it speaks basic may be a little bit more confusing, um, but uh, but we can sort of we can dismiss that because maybe it's just recognizing tone. That that I don't have as much of a problem with. It's later on that I sort of begin to have an issue. But okay. uh, but let's continue. Okay. 
Uh, in the Senate building, Padme Amidala and Obi-Wan Kenobi convince Anakin to speak to the Chancellor and express their concerns. Amidala worries that no one in a position of power is representing what's in the best interests of the alien life form. It isn't a pleasure, Senator, but I thought I was just meeting Obi-Wan here. Master Kenobi explained the problem. I'm here to help. Problem? What problem? Uh, the situation with our friend from Alistair? Uh-huh. I see what's going on here. You think I can help influence the Chancellor? The Zillow Beast was chained up and brought here against its will. It has no voice to defend itself. Anakin, we have to be that voice. <laughs> you haven't seen it in action. You have no idea what it's capable of. It's what we're capable of that frightens me. A creature's life, maybe even an entire species, is at stake. Doesn't that at least warrant a discussion? I didn't think you'd feel so strongly about it. All right, let's speak to the Chancellor. But I still don't like this. So, like uh, I said earlier, you know, Mace and Anakin, you know, they don't want to go to the Chancellor. And what does Obi-Wan do? Hey, Padme, come with me. We're going to try to get Anakin to, to do yeah. our, some of our dirty work for us, you know? Let's get Anakin to go talk to Palpatine. He's cool with Palpatine. And uh, it's kind of like a little bit of insurance to have Padme kind of persuade him, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and maybe maybe uh, Obi-Wan, like we've you know talked about in other episodes, maybe he kind of knows what's going on here with those two. And he's kind of using it to his advantage, maybe. So kind of an interesting little scene there of, of him uh, yeah. getting Padme to join in. Uh, in the Chancellor's office, Padme and Palpatine debate the merits of secretly dooming the creature to extinction. Anakin attempts to remain impartial, but the Chancellor is steadfast. He contacts Dr. Bull, who reports success in converting the Malastarian fuel into a poison gas. The Chancellor orders the Zillow Beast gassed. A worker droids begin dousing the creature. It bucks and bolts, tearing the girders apart and shorting out the shields. The enraged monster breaks loose, shattering out of the science center. It makes its way towards the dense city lights. Alarms wail in the metropolitan canyons as the Zillow Beast clambers through the dense cityscape. Republic gunships attempt to contain the monster, but to no avail. The creature reacts intensely to a holographic billboard of Chancellor Palpatine. It tears through the projector, enraged by the politician's face. Now here is the second instance where it really kind of clicked in me like, okay, something, something's going on here, and, and I don't know if it's just the, the beast is just intelligent, and he knows who, he's, who he wants. Much, you know, it's kind of like King Kong was going after uh, the girl, right? Yeah. Zilla Beast is going after Palpatine. And he is just doing some damage through the city. Oh, I mean, man. Now, some waste. I, I give them total credit and total props for this scene because that monster rampaging through the city was one of the coolest things we've seen yet on this series. Yes. Uh, that, yes, like, the detail with which it was done, the intensity, and the fact that they did not pull punches, that there were people getting stepped on, crushed, oh, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, smashed, you know, like, all sorts of terrible havoc going on. Like, they did not 
clean this up like most cartoons would. Most cartoons would not have shown a single living creature being killed by by this monster, but that's not what we saw. We saw that the Zillow Beast killed several people on screen, not to mention everyone else that it killed along the way. Like it, it not that it was uh, intentionally trying to, but just that its rampage did not make for uh, for a very good situation for a lot of people. Yes, it was. It was a very very cool scene. Yeah, and, and I didn't even catch on that. At first, I thought it was just he was just tearing up the city with no, you know, no plan, for lack of a better word. But clearly, he's he's looking for Palpatine. And, and you know what? Him going after the after the uh, the billboard? billboard, I can understand because it's got his like Palpatine's booming voice. Right. So you could hear Palpatine's voice, and he recognized it. So he went for the billboard. Yeah. But it's later on when he when he goes when Anakin sees that he's heading straight for the building that they are in. That yes. I'm like, and how exactly does this creature know that the yeah. chance is I, I in the Yeah. But uh, you know, I guess we're just supposed to pretend. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's the other thing that kind of uh, dawned on me uh, in this scene here. There was some pretty cool banter with the clones, and you got a, a real sense of the clones um, are like brothers because uh, one of them tells them. Uh, you know, they they kind of one of them tells them to sh- you know the other one to shut up and hey what's going on and and then we get Rex yeah. come in and and talking to Anakin saying hey you're missing the fun and you get a little smirk from Anakin, um, <laughs> just stuff like that and then in the beginning of the scene Anakin is caught in a crossfire with Palpatine and Padme she's pulling him one way saying hey you know you're supposed to be with me and then here's Palpatine doing his thing putting his arm on Anakin hey, yeah hey buddy you know this is what we need to do. And, uh, you know, and then here comes the beast. So um, Dr. Bull reports to the Chancellor that she needs time to synthesize more toxin. The creature charges the Senate office building. Its enormous head fills the panoramic window of the Chancellor's office. Anakin, Padme, the Chancellor, C-3PO, and R2-D2 evacuate the building. They lead to an emergency escape route occupied by a sleek executive ship. Can can I just say, what was the point of having C-3PO in this episode? He didn't translate for anybody. He didn't do anything. All that ended up happening was in the uh, the scene where they're being chased by the uh, by the Zillow. Mm-hmm. Uh, it made for some real inconsistencies, and we'll talk about that when we get there. But I don't understand why he needed to be there. Um, I think just for Anthony Daniels' voice. No. <laughs> Just for him to get a paycheck. Just for that one little, uh, yeah. He was just like, "Are you guys, are you guys gonna use me this season at all?" (laughs) Yeah, really. Yeah. "Uh, I guess we can put you in. (laughs) Um, okay. Uh, Meanwhile, Mace Windu and Obi Wan fly to the embarkation area in transports to collect a column of armored stun tanks. Yoda, within the Jedi Temple, supervises the Jedi action with the aid of Ala Secura. Palpatine's ship lifts off from the executive building but it is plucked from the sky by the Zillow Beast who holds the vessel as if it were a mere toy. Chancellor, I think we may have enough toxin now. My guards will be with you shortly. Hand the gas over to them immediately. Does it have to be destroyed? The Jedi stun cannon... Will not eliminate the problem. 
Our advanced technology simply cannot contain it. I wish we had never brought the beast here. Pardon me, Mistress Padme, but I believe something is following us. Evasive action! We're doomed. And there he was, C-3PO. That's what yeah. he was doing. <laughs> um, just for that one line, I guess. Just for that one line, we're doomed. Um, but here again, you know, this, this beast has one thing on its mind. And I guess I can bring it up now since we're at this point. I, I heard on the uh, over the Internet that some people may have thought that this beast could have some force sensitivity to it. And yeah, that's that's one of the things that people are saying. Yeah, interesting comment as to maybe why he's going after Palpatine and was it was it Filoni, Dave Filoni in the commentary was he talking about this very thing? I, I know he was talking about I can't remember, but somebody had brought it up like if all they if if the Zillabees could have killed Palpatine, wow, this is a whole different universe now. But of course that didn't happen, but that's where they brought up the force sensitivity thing, and I thought that was kind of an interesting thing. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know if I'm too keen on that, but it's a, it's a different theory, and it, I guess it kind of could make sense, you know, that it's following Palpatine around and trying to find him. But uh, you heard the same thing. You were yeah, the same yeah, thing. I've I've heard it from a couple of sources. Um, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I haven't even watched the commentary for this episode. I didn't watch this episode until like. Sunday, uh, <laughs> I I sort of got got a little busy this last week and didn't get the opportunity to uh, to get into it. But um, but yeah, I mean, you know, if if that's what you want to say to excuse it, I guess I can't really argue that it could be force sensitive. I think that that's a little bit of a cheap yeah, it's a little bit of a stretch. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean. It, Oh, when we start going to the force as an excuse for things, it it starts to really cheapen it for me. Um, that it's really just there to excuse the story. I think that's a lot of what happened in the prequels, is that we just used the force as an excuse, and it's just oh well, you know, it was it was the will of the force. Oh, it, you know, clearly he was just using the force there to do this, and it's like well, mm-hmm. it's a little bit excessive. Um, and it just really covers up plot holes. That's all it does. So uh, I, we, you get into the Star Trek uh, territory of everything is a tachyon. You know, like it, towards the end of, of Star Trek on TV, they solved every single problem with intermittent tachyon bursts. Oh, if we just rotate the shields <laughs> along with a tachyon pulse. Yeah. And, like, they just come up with all this stuff and they throw the word tachyon in there. And because people don't know what tachyon means, they just go, oh, okay, science. There's just science, science, science. Well, in Star Wars, it's like magic, magic, magic. So the Zillow Beast just magically knew where Palpatine was? Because that's all that means when you say, oh, it was the Force. Mm-hmm. So it just magically knew, yeah. you know? Um, yeah, so I don't know. That doesn't, that doesn't really do it for me. Uh, I, you know, they could have very easily written it so that this creature was rampaging and it came across Palpatine 
not that um, that it was heading straight for Palpatine, and that once it saw him, it went after him. Um, that would have made a little bit more sense to me. But. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, the Republic tanks arrive in the Senate district and deploy in formation. Mace Windu orders them to fire on the beast, but Yoda countermands him. The Elder Jedi Master reports that the creature is clutching the Chancellor's shuttle. Using a gunship, Yoda and Ayla Secura fly up to the creature and leap atop its back to distract it. Inside the shuttle, the bulkheads creak and groan under the strain of the Zillow Beast's clutches. Anakin springs into action, slicing through the cabin with his lightsaber. He shears the ship into two sections, separating the crew cabin from, from the creature's grasp. The cabin slides down the sloping building surface while Mace Windu and Obi-Wan slow the section's descent. One of the coolest parts of the entire episode. Yeah. Uh, Anakin, Padme, and the droids spill out of the cabin, sliding freely on their own. Anakin grabs Padme before she falls off the edge while R2-D2 affixes himself to the building surface and stops C-3PO's fall. Um, he uses the little magnetic uh, rope that he uses in episode two to grab onto 3PO's head. Right. He uses the same thing here. I think it would have been better if he would have used uh, his feet because we know that he's got magnetic feet based on episode one, and we haven't seen him use them since episode one. So I think that would have been a little bit cooler if he would have just like clamped down his foot and then just been able to, to stop and then slowly roll down. Yeah. But, uh, but this is all right as well. Uh, yeah. And again, more more inconsistencies with C-3PO. I've never seen him bend and move as flexibly and, and quickly as he did in this episode. And uh, that's sort of all the reason not to have him in it at all, because it's really inconsistent with a protocol droid as we know them. Um, yeah. Someone actually emailed me. It was actually uh, Chris Smith uh, who emailed us last week. He emailed me this week, and he, he said the same thing you just said. That he's never seen C-3PO move like he has, where his yeah. hands are straight up and down and, and things like that. So, you yeah. aren't the only one that noticed that. Yeah. So I, I'm not 100% agreeing with it. The other thing, the, I have a little problem with Anakin's actions here. Not so much with Anakin, actually, with Yoda's. Yoda says, "No, don't shoot the thing. You know that it's holding the Chancellor's shuttle. If it drops the shuttle, they could all die." But what does Anakin do? He just slices the thing in half. Yeah. And they fall. Right. Well, they were fine. So you could have just shot the creature, started weakening it there, and, and you know, the shuttle would have dropped and it would have been fine. Yeah. But I guess they were worried about the, the creature falling on the shuttle. Could be. Well, here's a couple things that, that I liked about this particular area here. Um, first of all, Mace, it, it's kind of, at least for me, it, it's almost like he, he's not sure or he doesn't really know how Anakin, how Anakin works and you know you have Rex who actually says in this episode another here's another thing that uh, some good dialogue here Rex uh, says you know many of Anakin's plans evolve falling yeah, so you yeah. know and, and he says that to Mace kind of yeah. like you know and then, and then Obi-Wan's right behind him basically saying yeah this is another one of Anakin's plans so you know <laughs> I love the part about him being impulsive it's like how yeah. can you be making a plan if you're impulsive yes. and, and Obi-Wan's like exactly 
Yeah, yes, that I was know. another good scene, yeah. Exactly. Everyone's like, I'm well aware, because this is what I have to deal with. He was my Padawan, I, I know. Uh, yeah, and then and then we get the scene of, you know, the scene of Ayla Sakura and Yoda jumping on top of the Zillow Beast and running along its back and uh, and distracting it and fighting it that way. Mm-hmm. Very, very cool, especially Yoda yeah. hopping all over the creature. Yeah, um, definitely. And then, but then we get after they get out of the ship and uh, they're running along, um, <laughs> there's there's two shots of everyone running. And as they're running, 3PO is slowly walking. And, and in the first shot, he sort of, he's at the front of the pack and then he's slowly at the back by the end of the shot. And then it cuts back to Yoda or somebody doing something with the Zillow Beast. And yeah. then it cuts back to a very similar shot of the gases uh, reaching, like catching up to everybody. And, uh, and in this shot, yet again, 3PO is at the beginning of the group and then falls back again. So what yeah. did he do? Like, does 3PO have some sort of super spring legs that he just, like, left in front of them, like the Incredible Hulk, and then just slowly falls behind again, and then just, you know, he just does this every once in a while? It's like, I don't understand how that worked, but they were just sort of... I, I think they were cheating it and hoping no one would notice. Well, But the whole episode, it's like... I was like, this is not an episode that you would put C-3PO in, but they yeah. did And And it's funny that you noticed it, but I... I kind of didn't notice it. I, I was, my eyes were elsewhere. So, uh, uh, yeah, was I think they were banking on that. So now, yeah. now I've ruined it for everybody. So <laughs> next time you guys are watching the episode, check that out. Yeah. Um, with the chancer out of the creature's reach, with thanks to R2D2's boosters, the gunships and tanks open concentrated fire on the Zillow Beast. Republic gunships lob gas bombs, engulfing the monster in a toxic green cloud. It eventually collapses and dies, sliding to a stop at the foot of the Senate Executive Building. Now, real quick, this is probably one of my favorite scenes. This is probably the, one of the favorite scenes of my episode and a really standout scene, and this is why. You get the shot of – this is it, it's just like a King Kong moment here. You get mm-hmm. the shot of the gas bombs coming in, but the music slowly overpowers all of the – the sound effects and the and the dialogue and all you get is like it's almost like a montage mm-hmm. and it's really incredible powerful music comes up as the beast is going down and i thought that was a it almost it kind of reminded me of the jedi purge in episode three mm-hmm. where you see you know, just a lot of visuals with some really haunting music and they did a really good job of that um one of my favorite scenes uh of this episode so i just wanted to point that out I, yeah um, for sure yeah uh, the next day, the creature's corpse is carted back to the science center. Chancellor Palpatine vows that the Zillow Beast sacrifice not be in vain. Unbeknownst to the Jedi, however, he orders Dr. Bull to clone the beast. It's a tragedy that the Zillow Beast paid with its life for our mistakes. I will make certain that sacrifice was not made in vain. Doctor, a word, if you please. Your new orders. What is this? You want me to clone the beast? So this is one of those, um, 
you know, wow moments at the end. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't see this coming, and this kind of goes towards your comments in the beginning where you, you're talking either Vader armor or clone Phase 2 armor, and um, this, this particular episode, or maybe these two episodes, where I thought at first they were just going to be, you know, just filler episodes, you know, maybe not. Maybe there's more to this, and like you said, we're gonna, we're probably gonna see this again somehow, and and these episodes are gonna tie in later on down the series. It, it looks like, so uh, a really, um, really cool way to end the show, you know. And and of course, Palpatine does it out of earshot of the Jedi, because he doesn't want yeah. anybody to know what's going on. So, um, that's how it, uh, it finishes. Now, as far as the episode, uh, what was your what was your major was your major gripe on this? Just the fact that the the beast was, um, you know, able to find. Yeah, that Palpatine. it went directly for Palpatine, and that it wasn't. It didn't really make a lot of sense. It just, like, it was convenient, just very uh, poor writing, I think. Um, instead of explaining what was going on, they just excuse it away. Um, that it's just happening. Like they don't. It actually, they don't even make an excuse. They just don't address it. They just yeah. pretend like it's not even an issue, and uh, and for me it really is. Uh, it it doesn't make any sense that uh, that this creature be able to find them so easily. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm being too nitpicky. But uh, yeah, well, you know, I I think some of that is it's 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 a good point, and I guess I was able to overlook some of that because I I kind of thought the same thing. It's like. I mean, it's it was a long ways from where they were studying it to where the uh, Senate building was. But uh, yeah. you know, as far as as overall though, I was really entertained by this episode, and I, I enjoyed it a lot more than I did the first part of this. Ep uh, I guess dual. Yeah, I I definitely enjoyed it more than the first half. Yeah. Um, and and I'm not saying that it's a bad episode. I just have a real issue with that. Yeah. With that uh, oh, that story point, um, so that's that's really it. But uh, and and I mean, you know, my issues with the Zillow Beast still stand. Yeah. Um, for other people, I don't think that they were as much. Uh, that people sort of got a little bit more used to the creature. It definitely looked better on Coruscant than it did on on Malastare. Yes. Um, and it, it had some some very cool. Uh, moments, but um, overall, yeah, just not not really doing it for me. I don't really like the design. The face is good, but yeah. I don't like I don't like the three arms. I don't like the the two dimensional fingers. Like it works good as an illustration, but it doesn't work good in three D. I think uh, yeah, I think that was a uh, it was a complaint that I had, had heard um, this this past week. Mm -hmm. Or not the past week, but the past few days, going on some forums and and some other people did have some issues with, with the uh, design and and most notably is the the feet. But uh, for this episode, though, I, I mean, there's some some of the standout things for me was, of course, Palpatine in this episode uh, and the way they portrayed him and and he mm -hmm. just was like really dark this episode, and uh, of course the clones and you had Mace and Obi Wan some great dialogue with them. Uh, the force grab or, or the force hold with the uh, yes, very, very cool, very, very cool. I that was that. a great scene, 
Uh, and then, like I said earlier, the, the music that accompanied that very end death scene of the Beast. Um, just some of the standout things for me on this episode, and I, I really enjoyed it. I, I've watched it like three times now. So, uh, like I said, each time it just you pick out some things and really, it, you know, just one of the one of the better episodes for me as far as the what I thought was a standalone or just a filler. But you know, like I said, maybe this is going to turn out to be something else. So we'll see. Yeah. Well, um, that was the recap. Should we get some mail going here? Yeah, sure. All right. Uh, uh, everything's under control. Situation normal. What happened? Uh, it had a slight weapons malfunction, but uh, everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? So we got a, a treat for us in the mailbag. You want to just set this one up, Mike? Yeah, uh, well, we've got our first audio email. We sort of put the uh, the challenge out last week. I mean, we've said for a while that we'd like audio emails, but uh, but I said last week, you know, the first audio email to come in will get used, and uh, and so we got we actually got two audio emails, um, but we've only got time for one this week. So we're going to uh, we're gonna play this one from uh, from Dennis. And, uh, and, and, yeah, I guess that's it. So let's, okay. uh, let's, let's go ahead. Thank you, We're the Cantina Band. If you have any requests, shout them out. Play that same song. All right, same song. Here we go. God, I love those guys. Oh, hey, greetings to the front lines from the rear guard. In case you don't know me, this is Dennis, longtime listener, first time audio emailer. I just wanted to send a big congratulations to both Mike and Matt for all the success that Frontlines is enjoying, and more importantly, a big thank you on behalf of the Star Wars community for producing such a fun and informative podcast about a great television series. Since you both asked for some audio email, I felt it only appropriate that the first audio mail should come from the show's first emailer as well. Firstly, allow me to say that Matt, you are a great addition to the show. Your enthusiasm for things Star Wars is greatly appreciated. Not just by me, but I'm sure the frontline listenership as a whole. Secondly, I just very quickly wanted to say that based on the conversations I've recently had with fellow Star Wars fans, I believe your analysis of the Zillow Beast's design problems slash flaws seem very spot on. Luckily, the Zillow Beast Strikes Back is a much more entertaining episode than the creature's introduction, and does a good job of showing just how dangerous the creature can be when let loose. While not a huge fan of the creature design myself, I'm actually kind of looking forward to a possible return of the Xyla Beast episode down the road, possibly next season if Palpatine's plans to clone the beast actually pan out. If anything, just to see the creature unleashed once more on an unsuspecting populace. One last thing before I go, because it seems this wretched hive of scum and villainy is about ready to start a cantina brawl. Having seen the next episode, Death Trap, it's a trap! Quiet you. Sorry about that, we all know how Akbar gets once he has a few drinks in him. But, not to spoil anything for you, but I can honestly say, I can't wait to hear your thoughts next time on what I'm sure will become a fan-favorite episode. Thanks for everything you do, and as always, may the Force be with you. So, there it is. What an outstanding audio email that was from Dennis. Yes, awesome, yeah. Very, very cool audio email. And you know what? You, you know why it's such a good audio email? Because Dennis himself uh, hosts the podcast. Um, he's on a, a hiatus right now from it. Um, in fact, he's actually working with me to uh, to upgrade his whole uh, his whole internet uh, presence for uh, for his podcast. 
um, uh, satellite feed. So, uh, so look forward in the future. We will let you guys know when Dennis's new podcast up. You know what? Actually, uh, we'll probably just have him on the show. He's one of those people that uh, that he sure. does his own podcast. So we'll we'll uh, we'll end up having this guy on the show. I'm sure that he'll be happy to hear that uh, when he hears this episode because I haven't said anything to him. But um, but yeah. Uh, so check out check out Satellite Feed podcast. Uh, he's got old episodes up on iTunes. Uh, if you just search satellite feed, he's a fellow Canadian, so he's given the Canadian viewpoint on uh, on TV and uh, and and entertainment, um, and it's a it's a great podcast. So you guys should definitely give it a listen. Give him some uh, some some peeps uh, over his way. So uh, thank you so much for being our first audio podcast. And I think he mentions in it that he was our first emailer as well. Yeah. And uh, and you know what? I think that is the case. I, I mean, he would probably know better than I would. I don't remember all the way back. That was almost two years ago. Yeah. When I started the podcast, and uh, wow, that's a yeah. long time. That's a long, long time. And I'd have to I'd have to check my records, but. Uh, <laughs> and he, you know, actually, he brings up. We just talked about it a second ago. He also had some issues with the uh, the design of the Zillow Beast. Yeah. And. Uh, it sounds like he's already seen the um, next episode. Yeah, yeah, he has. He's already seen it, and he says it's incredibly good. So, so I'm looking forward to it. I'm definitely looking forward to it. We'll see if it can uh, surpass my uh, my top three episodes. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, thank you very much. We'll have another audio email next week. And, uh, and the more audio email you guys send in. If you guys keep sending them in on a regular basis, we might just make it a separate segment and, uh, and have an audio email, a regular email, and then the forum post. Yeah. So, uh, so hop on your computers, guys, and, uh, and, and drop us a line because yeah. we'd love to hear from you, from you in a little bit more uh, in-person manner. And thanks to Dennis for all the positive uh comments on uh, on the podcast as well yeah, we appreciate definitely, it definitely yeah. definitely so it's uh time for the forum post of the week and uh this one is by magnaguard 001 and the post subject is favorite tech or weapons and i like to do uh for the forum post i like to find subjects that uh is kind of open to not just clone wars but everything but uh like I said, this one is favorite tech or weapons, and his post was, what's your favorite Star Wars or the Clone Wars technology or weapons? And some of his favorites are the Stormtrooper blaster rifle, the uh, ion cannon, which is a good one, and the, the EMP bomb from the latest episode. And mm -hmm. Star Wars has just so many different weapons and technology. Uh, the ion cannon is, is a really good one that we've seen in both the... Uh, uh, Empire Strikes Back, and we've seen it in the Clone Wars. Yep. And that's one of those, those, those. I guess you call it a weapon that uh, I'm surprised they don't use more. They didn't use more because I think pretty much, if it if it makes contact, it's it's doing major damage. Well, you don't know what the ion cannon does. It doesn't actually do damage. Um, and in fact, y wings are, are y wings are all equipped. Yeah, it's it 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 shorts out electrical systems, um, and so it'll. Uh, That's what I meant. It'll yeah, it'll it make a, yeah. a a ship um, go down without damaging it. Um, in fact, in the uh, in the second Rogue Squadron game, Rogue Leader for the GameCube, 
there was a little known secret that if you if you did this one level with a Y wing instead of uh, instead of a speeder instead of a snow speeder, um, and you hit a Tie Fighter in a certain area with an Ion blast, you could unlock the Tie Fighter because you would down the Tie Fighter like the the Tie Fighter would land, and then you could switch vehicles and get in the Tie Fighter and then sneak into this base uh, without anybody knowing it was you. And uh, and then you'd have the wep- the the Tie Fighter unlocked in your arsenal of ships that you could use. So, mm-hmm. okay. Um, the yeah the Ion the Ion cannon is is actually probably one of my favorites. Um, I would go with the lightsaber. I yeah, mean, definitely. I, I don't know how anybody can't go with a lightsaber. It's uh it's it's pretty unique to Star Wars and everything else that does laser swords of any sort. Uh, they they get called for just ripping off Star Wars, which I don't think is the case. I mean, laser swords are laser swords. Lightsabers just happen to be the most uh, well-known and iconic of laser swords. Yeah. But um, I think that would be my favorite is the lightsaber. Yeah, no that's going to be my favorite. Um, and then, I don't know, uh, other than that, I, I mean, clone trooper armor, definitely, like, just by the look, is one of my favorites. Um, and then you start getting into vehicles, and we've already been down that road. So, so I won't go there. Um, but uh, you know what guns I like? I like the Ascension guns from uh, from Episode One. One, yeah. I like the look of them. They have a they've actually got a wood stock on them, which most uh, most guns in the Star Wars universe don't have any sort of organic feel to them. They're all very uh, sterile and metal looking. Um, so that one having having the wooden stock on it and. Uh, and all of the extra little gizmos that it has. It has like a little gas propelled uh, dart with a, with a cable so that like you see it in episode one they use them to uh, to ascend. That's why it's called the ascension gun. Right. And uh, and it's a, and it's just a cool little blaster. Um, so it's probably one of my favorites. The, the I've always really enjoyed the Jedi communicators. Um, okay, yeah. They're they're a cool design, mm-hmm. I think. Um, yeah, and I guess it, you also have the uh, bowcaster, which was a, a different style and a blaster that actually looked like a crossbow. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, uh, definitely a cool design. Cool design there, um, but yeah, I, I, it's just nothing's gonna beat the lightsaber, man. It's the ultimate, and you know, you, it's, it's not only, you know, you got some different colors, but you have all the different hilts. And the yeah. you know you have the double bladed and it's just yeah there's no way you're gonna beat that yeah that's got to be my favorite and according to the uh, post a lot of other favorite uh, a lot of other posters on the forum like now, the lightsabers which, too which lightsaber design is your favorite wow favorite lightsaber design um you know what it's probably the episode three. Obi Wan, um, yeah. and then, I mean, Dooku's is, is is cool because it's just so different. I mean, when it first when Episode Two came out and you saw the curve on that, you're like, whoa, you know, this yeah. is kind of a, a stylized and it and it it just kind of drew you in, like, wow, that is, I never knew a lightsaber can be like that. We were always so used to the straight pommel, yeah. Um, but yeah, as far as just the overall look, though. Just the, the episode three Obi Wan just has so much going on, um, 
and sort of kind of looks a little bit like the Luke in uh, Episode Six too. Yeah, kind of a little bit of similar design. What about you? Uh, mine's definitely the Obi Wan lightsaber, but I would probably go with Episode Four because it's actually a little bit different. Um, the original designs are, are kind of different, and uh, and it's weathered. It looks a little bit more well used, and uh, and right. it's sort of and it's got the classic look. It's one of the classic lightsabers. So mm-hmm. um, back when there was only three, <laughs> there was yeah. Anakin's that Luke has. There was Vader's, and there was Obi Wan's. So. Um, being one of the classics, it's one of my favorites for sure. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and 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 then after that, I would say Luke's because it's so similar. And uh, and I, I have a soft spot for for the Anakin Skywalker one, the uh, the the Episode Four Anakin Skywalker one, because I actually ha- I built yeah. a replica of that one. So, oh yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, like a. a, a homemade one before they were doing master replicas and all that sort of thing um or at least before i knew about them and had could afford one uh yeah. i built out of vacuum cleaner tube nice. and, uh, and and model kits and that sort of thing oh, nice. um but i hate i absolutely hate the obi-wan kenobi from episode one and two i hate that design oh man do i hate it really and i thought i thought that after episode one that Obi-Wan should have used um, either the new one or Qui-Gon's. I think that Anakin should have carried Qui-Gon's for episode two and that he should have lost it. And then that scene where he almost loses the lightsaber, right, in the in the Coruscant chase would have been that much more important. It wouldn't have just been a throwaway line. It would have been not just like this weapon is your life, right. but this belong to Qui-Gon like this is all that's left of him mm-hmm. you know you need to be more careful with it and then for it to get ruined at the end of the movie like to get cut in half yeah for him to go Obi-Wan's gonna kill me would have been like that would have been intense that would have been an intense moment because Obi-Wan uses the lightsaber at the end of episode one right that's how he kills Maul is with Qui-Gon's lightsaber so yes, right. I think that would have been much better and that you know Obi-Wan in episode two get his new lightsaber that we see in episode three, you know, like I, that just would have made more sense to me, but a lot of, a lot would have made more sense with the prequels and we could spend all day. <laughs> talking. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I just don't think that there was that sort of thought put into it. Yeah. At the time. So, so with that, I guess, uh, it's time for the, uh, upcoming episode description. You ready for that? Yeah. All right. It, it is entitled death trap. A young boy wages war against the Jedi Knights, who left him orphaned, bitter, and alone. Along the way, he enlists the aid of some of the galaxy's most ruthless and deadly bounty hunters. Welcome aboard the Jedi Cruiser Endurance. Today, you'll see how a real working Jedi Cruiser operates. This was no accident. How much damage can one kid do? We have a killer on board this ship. If his name is Boba Fett. A lot. Don't miss the last new episode before the end of the season. And Boba Fett. All right, Mike, there it is. And you probably, again, haven't seen the preview? Nope. Okay. Um, Just without trying to spoil it too much, uh, but it's just a preview, so... Basically, we're getting Boba Fett with all the other clones. 
and it looks like he's going to do some damage inside. Uh, maybe we might be visiting um, Camino. Uh, uh-huh. They sh- they show him uh, talking and uh, training with some with some fellow younger clones. So uh, that's kind of where it's going, and and they show him starting to tear up. Again, it's inside, so it's hard to say where it is, but I'm just assuming that it's going to be Camino because they are all young clones, but I guess we'll find out. So um, here it is, folks. Uh, the last, like you said, the last one before our big one-hour finale. So this is what everybody's been waiting for. So, so. so what have we got? We've got two weeks left. We've got Death yes. Trap and then the two-parter. Yes, we have this Death Trap coming up, which is a half hour. Yeah. And then next week... Uh, we have the one-hour finale, which okay. is going to be on the twenty. Uh, the twenty-third. Wait a yeah. minute. No, the thirtieth. No. The thirtieth. The thirtieth. Okay. The twenty-third is the death trap episode, and then the thirtieth is the season finale, one-hour episode. Okay. At least here in the states, and probably for you. Again, uh, I, you I know what? I have I have no idea when new episodes are coming to Teletoon.com, um, and I will take a quick look right now while we're recording and see if I can figure that out for for us Canadian viewers um, but it seems like the last episode will probably air in the UK at the same time that it airs in the States okay because I know that UK might still be one ahead of us yeah there's still one week ahead of you guys Yeah, but that doesn't mean that uh, season 2 new episode Friday at 8.30pm uh, oh, but they're just speaking in general, so that's not the actual schedule. Mm-hmm. Let's take a look at the schedule and see. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. Maybe we'll we'll see that in the next little bit. Yeah. Um, we'll see what's gonna happen here. I'm almost there. Star Wars Clone Wars. Oh, it doesn't actually tell me. What an obnoxious website. It just tells me that the show is on. It doesn't tell me if it's a new episode or not. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I would just suggest that people check out TV Guide um, and, uh, and see if there's a new episode coming up yeah. anytime soon. And I love the... I love um, in the, their area. Because I know we've also got, got people listening in, in Australia as well. So Right. But... Uh, the uh, the tagline though is just is is pretty cool. It's you know Jedi Knights who left him orphaned, bitter, and alone. So Boba's yeah. out for some revenge, and uh, we don't have to sugarcoat it. We I mean we, he knows we know what's what happened, and he's looking for revenge. And we'll find out uh, kind of a little bit more into the mystery of Boba Fett. Yes, yeah, for sure. Here we go. So I guess that's gonna do it, huh? Yeah, I, I guess that's it for this week. Uh, so, as always, thanks for listening. Uh, don't forget to check us out online at www.clonewarspodcast.com, also where you can find our T-shirts for sale. Um, and they are first come, first serve, and as soon as sizes are gone, they're gone. So uh, so head over there as soon as you hear this to pick up your shirt if, if you, uh, you want to go, and especially if you are a small or an extra large in which case there are only five of each so um, yeah that's at clonewarspodcast.com slash store if you want to go directly to the store and pick up one of the shirts 
Uh, follow us on Twitter. Username is Clone Wars, and uh, that's twitter.com slash Clone Wars. And head over to Facebook to join our group, www.facebook.com slash Clone Wars Podcast. Uh, and as always, you can join us on the Geek Out Loud forums at www.geekoutpodcast.com slash forums. And, uh, and you can get in there and, and get in on the discussion and talk about your favorite episodes, your favorite weapons and vehicles and all that sort of stuff. Um, yes. Oh, and one more thing on the shirts. Uh, <clears throat> when, we st- uh, when we start selling them, I'm not going to wait for all these to sell. I'm going to be doing regular shipments um, probably once a week. So my, my goal here is to have the first shipment go out on the 26th, which is a week from today. And uh, I will confirm that when we do the podcast. But um, look for the website. Uh, within the next well actually by the time you hear this hopefully everything's working well and I'll get a shipment out on the 26th so you won't have to wait around very long for these yes yeah Uh, so jump over there buy shirts because if you don't buy shirts we won't do more (laughs) that's a that's it's not a threat it's just the truth Um, oh I just found on starwars.com the next episode or starwars.com on on tvguide.ca so for Teletoon, the next episode of Clone Wars they're airing is Brain Invaders. Okay. Can you believe that? First wow. aired December 4th, 2009. Yeah. So uh, it doesn't look like there's any new episodes coming up anytime soon on, uh, on Teletoon. Oh, How right. unfortunate. Unless they're going to do like they did before, which is what caught us up. Uh, caught us up and put us a week ahead when they did like the, the four episodes back to back. Yeah. Um, and I could see them doing that and, and catching up, but uh, but it won't be the 30th because they're not listing it as a new episode that week. So hmm. so I guess we're not going to catch up in Canada here. Uh, we are we are forever doomed to not be in sync. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh well, we got a few episodes before you guys. Okay. I can have. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I guess that's going to do it for us. And that's it. That's, that's it. it. And uh, we're going to have Admiral Akbar take us out, as always. May the Force be with us.